This episode of Boss Rush After Dark is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash Media or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Boss Rush After Dark, the alternative podcast show for the Boss Rush Network. It's your boy, LeBron Dawkins. And as always, my wonderful co-hosts are back with me tonight. Hey, Stephanie. What's up? Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. Sorry. My brain has been buffering all night. Works. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm struggling to to keep ahead and surviving but yeah uh, all's, yeah all's good i am struggling a little bit because a lot of tears of the kingdom reviews and write and stuff like i guess the embargo ended today so i'm mm-hmm. trying to stay away from all that uh, and i hope the embargo ended because god like uh star wars jedi survivor is catching it right now <laughs> yeah yeah that game looks great but uh yeah uh Doing okay. My son wants to make a video game now. Hey, hey, aspirations, right? Yeah, I gave him a notebook and he, he's filling it in with ideas. It's called Ray of Strongness, apparently. And uh, it's Ray got, of Strongness, I like the title. Uh, it's got elements of Mario, Zelda, and Minecraft because those are the games that he's been either watching or playing. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Nailed it. Yep. All right, Corey, what's up, dude? I'm I'm doing great. I'm I'm feeling really good the last week and a half. So I I'm feeling really good because I've I've changed I've changed my diet a little bit. I have decreased my uh my caffeine intake. Mm-hmm. I've been drinking a lot more water. I've ended my snacking. And at work on lunch, I've been taking little walks and I've lost 12 pounds so far and I feel great. Congratulations. What's the secret behind the snacking thing? Because that's a problem for me. (laughs) I so it's really hard at work because like our our conference room has a literal cabinet full of snacks like Pringles and chocolate stuff and drinks and like nut packages and like those rice cake things and just all kinds of snacks and like i'm used to going in there oh look we restocked the the cheddar pringles i'm gonna have one of those oh one of those little mini cans isn't enough i'm gonna waltz right back in there and get another one stephanie (laughs) oh sour cream and onion stephanie should i ask Corey the question Uh yes what like happened to those Yeti mugs that you were talking about? Like, I thought, sure, Stephanie and I were going to be getting one for, like, Christmas last year. Oh, I mean, I have a ton. You want one? Send them to you. What, co- what, what colors and what styles are they? Well, they are black Yeti mugs, and they say scale computing on them and bright silver. Uh-huh. And uh, we have, like, 20 of them because uh, when they came in, some of them 
were scratched and we could not give them to our uh, influencers at the events because they had some of them had scratches on them. And uh, by so, scratches, so... I mean, I mean, they are barely visible, tiny scuffs. So, Stephanie, Corey is going to give us the irregulars. You see that, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the rejects. Yeah, I see. That. <laughs> hey, hey, we, hey, hey I, I still want one. I still want one. <laughs> we don't we don't keep we don't keep the nice ones. We give away the nice ones. Yeah, I hear you. Can give away a nice one to us. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not in well, charge of that. Okay. Well, I, well, I am the here's here. I am the podcast and video producer. I'm the live stream monitor, and I am the social media person. Okay, I am not in charge of handing out the dented or scuffed or whatever mugs. Okay, I I'm trying real hard. Okay, I'm trying real hard. By the well, way, event going to Boston. In at the end of May, and I may or may not be going. No, the event the event is happening. I can you can you pause that for a second so I can give away the information for who our guest is on the show tonight? True. Yeah, you're going on a tangent. Still didn't answer my (laughs) question. By the way, dude. All right. Well, before well, before Corey gets on a tear real fast, I just want to go ahead and introduce a special guest that we have tonight here. Uh, this guy comes to us direct from Devolver Digital. Uh, he's, he's part of community outreach there. He's also a voice actor. Please welcome to Boss Rush After Dark, the one, the only, J.M. Specht. Hey, what's up, dude? Not much. Chilling, podcasting, living the life. Yes. That's a Give life us that's the worth dreams. living, right? Give us, give us a voice. Give us, give us your best voice. What is, what is your best voice? I guess I should say. Uh, you put him on the spot, man. I did. I what really a, did. What a strange thing to attempt to quantify. Um, yeah, I don't know what the the best would be. Uh, how I would, how would I define the best? Do it. Least human. There we go. That's yeah. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. Mm, uh, uh, I can't have, how about while he's thinking because <laughs> I do feel bad can can you provide me your best Boston accent Boston uh what is it wicked smart yeah wicked smart yeah, wicked smart yeah no we so we had a real problem when we would go to Boston to do Pax East because all of us would end up with these Boston accents and it would get real fucking annoying you know like we're all just like oh yeah wicked cool yeah wicked and then we the and it, like for weeks after the show we're all like wicked smart and it's just real wicked, real wicked pisser what time was with your pocket car. One time I was walking around Boston. Uh, I was walking around PAX before it was set up, and I was wearing a bunch of brightly colored things. I had a bright hat and a bright shirt and a bright jacket and a bright scarf. I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a brightly colored fellow. And uh, I'm walking by, and some teamster sitting at a half set up booth looks over me, and he goes, You got enough colors? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I love it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you should have asked him for more. I know. I mean, he was gray as gray could be a beige man hmm. what a sad boring boring life a boring man drab as i sit here in my black t-shirt and a gray hat drab <laughs> i know man i know man bring bring some color to it look laron we already made that race joke once you know ah, p- my pink skin goes better with a black shirt your black skin goes better with the pink shirt okay we made that joke you're right. You're right. You're right. We're brothers. Okay. All right. Now that now that I now that I terribly interrupted you earlier, go ahead and finish your thought, man. I just want to know how Corey Me? finished snacking. That's all yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah. to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just 
it takes an incredible amount of willpower to not, especially because like my office is literally. So the way the way our took up cigarettes is what he did. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a real it's heavy it's smoker. It's <laughs> Ron, I need you to go down to the grocery store and give me some smokes and some Slim Jims and a Diet Pepsi. Because uh, I need something I, to wash those down with. Yeah, damn, I was waiting for him to ask me for that to go get a gallon of milk because that was going to be my that was going to be my <laughs> my way out. <sighs> wow. Well, wow. I, I stopped him. Wow. <laughs> So the, the the way our the way our our one hallway at our office is set up is like uh, right when you walk in the the front door uh, to the right is our conference room our main conference room and that's where all the snacks are but then like right down the hallway my office is right next to the the conference room and then the the recording studio is kind of in between there and uh, so. It's real easy for me to go down the hallway from my office, make a right to go to the bathroom. And as I'm making my way back to the office, I make a little stoppy stop right there and then little chippy chip station and be like, hmm, you know, do I want do I want Cheez-Its or sour cream and onion today? I don't know. Just saying Cheez-Its, though. See, now now you got me. I'm on Pinterest right now looking at food. Thanks. Mm-hmm. You're um, if if I had a if I was the embodiment of one of the seven deadly sins, it would be hands down gluttony. I'm just such a mm-hmm. glutton. I love food. I want to eat all the food, roll mm-hmm. around in all the food like a oh gosh, I love food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've also I've what also are been favorite deadly sins. Mm-hmm. So gluttony, sloth, like being lazy. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like gluttony. I feel like I'm very close on this on the sloth scale, but definitely mm. gluttony. Mm. I don't. Even, I don't even know if I know what they are, so I have to look them up. Well, there's gluttony, what? sloth, wrath, envy, pride, lust, and something about hats. I want to say something mm. about bad hats. Hats, bad hats, bad hats, bad hats. Oh, seven bad hats. That's me. Um, I don't know. I got, I got, I looked up seven deadly sins and I got an anime. I got a Netflix show. What? Nobody's very biblical anymore, I guess. Uh, let's see. I, I guess know. lust can be kind of an issue, but I really probably don't want to elaborate see, on that. I, so it's been, it's, it's been a long time since I've experienced that actually, like lust? in a real, like a real way. I don't I don't know. I and this isn't just me talking out of my ass because I'm married. I'm just saying like I I really have not like. Like, yeah, okay, I find this person attractive or whatever, but like I'm not like scrolling there on the Internet for three hours looking at pictures of this person. Oh, my gosh, I wish just I wish this one, you know what I mean? It's just like you don't need three hours. You just need a minute or two. Mm -hmm. I guess that's fair. (laughs) Anyway. How about you, Tam? Uh, probably too much envy. Mm. Big mm. fan of lust and wrestle with pride. Mm. Yeah, pride's a tough one. It can be pretty Especially insidious. when you're, I'm so fucking excellent. Mm. And <laughs> it's hard to be man on top. That's what she said. It's... Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so all right, so basically, that answer. 
All right, so basically for, for people that may not be all, all hip on the Bible, but might know a few things about life. Like basically you've got lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. Uh, lust is defined as a strong passion or longing for something, but especially sexual desires. Key for this show, apparently. <laughs> gluttony, uh, it, as as the Oxford Dictionary defines it, gluttony is habitual greed or an excess in eating. Nom, 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 nom. Now, greed is one of the biggest sins the Bible writes about. The sin is defined as an intense or selfish – I'm sorry, an intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. Greed can fuck off. All the greed people can fuck off. Yeah. All the greed people yeah. can fuck off. Sorry, are you allowed to say that the greed people can fuck off on your show? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, okay. they can fuck, they can fuck right the fuck this off. Sh- the show is called After Dark, and the logo is literally a silhouette of a sexy lady. So you can say yeah, whatever you want me. on the show. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know if it's like boss rush, like you're rushing to the boss to like tell him how great he is at you know, <laughs> instituting child labor policies. Mm. Uh, yeah, sloth is the reluctance to work or make an effort. Wow, like uh, that, that could be me. Yeah. That could be me, honestly. Uh, yeah. Wrath is strong anger and hate towards another person. Another person, why does it gotta be specifically a person? Because there are things, there's things that will get my wrath that are not even like personified. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I get, I get wrath sin. when I drive through Boston. Does, does that count? Oh, God. <laughs> That's yeah, it does. That's a, does that, is that, uh, I guess, yeah. That's road okay. wrath. Yeah, different. road wrath. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I'm sorry, Paxel. Envy is an intense desire for something another person owns. You know, I don't really suffer from this, you know, a lot, actually. You know, um, I, I'm kind of one of those people that, you know, is like, oh, it's good that person got that, you know, whereas, like, you know, like, you know, yeah, like, I, I don't really suffer from envy that much. Pride, though. Having pride is a view of oneself that does not regard another person. Oh, that that might be me sometimes. That might be me sometimes. <laughs> and then, and then to sum it all up, the cure for sin is Jesus Christ. <laughs> so there you go. You like grind them into a powder or something? <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. Do you guys oh. allow sacrilege on this show? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Yes. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Cool. Snacks. <laughs> snacks. We got, I know, got to uh, sacrilege from snacks. Oh, because snack oh, more for food. Snack religion. Snack But what were we talking Oh, I, we were talking about me speaking. She of- kept asking you how you didn't snack, and you kept yeah. describing the process by which you I snacked. Did. Your former I did. process. Oh, now you're just, so, I'm just like, how you not snack? And you're like, I walk no. by the room and I look so, at the chips, and the chips. Look I do. At me. I so that happened. That happened to me today. So we recorded. We recorded our news uh, show. He's doing our it YouTube, again. Our YouTube news show today, and I went to the bathroom after we recorded, and I stopped at at the conference room. And I looked at that shelf and I'm like, don't do it. And then I turned left and went to my office. Did you say it out loud? I did, kind of. Nice. I was like, <laughs> I, no, I like stopped. I, I stopped and I was, I looked in there. I'm like, I, I literally took a deep breath. I was like, don't do it. And then I just kept walking. You know, that was it. Very dramatic. Very. Sometimes it's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. 
you got a high pitched piano music playing something dramatic and slow. It's like two notes, yeah, like yeah. dun, mm-hmm. dun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. He gets it. So, yeah, but I just, I just, I, it's really just like a force of sheer willpower of like not to snack, you know. And I have also been kind of counting calories a little bit, not too much, but like, let's say I traded out spicy nuggets from from uh from wendy's to a salad with some turkey on it some fresh sliced turkey on it you know those things those changes i went from from like sausage links with my eggs to just an extra egg you know Mm. to cut out the sodium and some egg whites and mixed it up you know that type of thing nice and then uh Usually whatever my wife eat, makes for dinner, I'll eat. Although she made chicken salad sa- sandwiches the other night on croissants. And I said, I said, as much as I really want this, I'm watching what I'm eating. So I have to pass. And I appreciate that you made dinner like you always do. <laughs> I didn't say any of that. I'm like, I'm going to have some. I was about, I was about <laughs> to say, she probably went upside your head. <laughs> no, I I did say I appreciate her making dinner, but I didn't say any of that other stuff. So did you? But you still didn't eat it. You just said you appreciate didn't. it, and then just like sat with food on the plate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Power move. She's like, "I'll eat. I'll eat it for lunch tomorrow." I'm like, Great. <laughs> "I don't have to feel as bad because you have lunch tomorrow." You know. So I'm thinking, thinking about her. You know. So, but yeah, I'm just I'm tired of being. I'm tired of I'm tired of being fat. I'm tired of my clothes not fitting right, you know. I wanna those are good those are good things to be be tired of, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Look, I have a really nice pair of jeans that I haven't really been I I can squeeze into them, but they're very uncomfortable. And I want to be comfortable in my jeans again, you know. So I kept a pair of my old super fat jeans, but they're like the, I'm you like, kept them as a reminder, right? No, I kept them because I feel uncomfortable in my other jeans. And if I need to feel comfortable, I will put them on and just put my belt super tight. Well, the whole pandemic working from home thing certainly hasn't helped me because I'm in mm-hmm. my sweatpants 98% of my life now. So it's fair. So comfy. It really I is. I, mean, I put on jeans for this, by the way. Yeah, you look fabulous. Just shows Thanks. off all the right. Mm. Almost hit all the right curves, but that's not appropriate. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm tired. Speaking of, speaking of clothing, that shirt you're wearing, is that available? Because I really I really want it. Uh, I don't Maybe. know. You could go to merch.devolverdigital.com and see if it's available. We had them at PAX. Dang East. it. We might have them again at PAX West. Yeah, you should come by and say hello at the PAXs, too, if y'all are ever at the I PAXs. was intimidated by there. the three-mile-long line while I was there. I was like, no. Oh, yeah. Well, for just to say howdy, there's no line. Okay. Hmm. Howdy. Hmm. I don't, I don't see it. Sometimes there's a line. I don't, but I see this really cool shirt with a bird with a spiked bat on it. Oh, yeah. That's the Devolver Athletic Club. It's a new line of clothing that uh, a couple people on at the Devolver like spearheaded. And they're actually really good. And those shorts look really good. Oh, those gym shorts? Those gym yeah. shorts? 
My lady regularly demands. Are they? Uh, are they? Are they five inch or seven inch inseam? Do you know? Uh, Actually, I can uh, I can click on it and find out. Yeah, I think there's different okay. sizes. There's a cult of the lamb pillow. Oh yeah, the cult of the lamb pillow just came out. It's a long little roly poly pillow. He's long boy. Yeah. I love it. Sorry, keep talking. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just searching. Yes, at the, uh... look at our merch. <laughs> Toys and figures. Maybe what? you could have voiced Ganondorf. That was a very good bad guy oh, laugh. Thanks. I have a pretty good bad guy laugh. A pretty good Joker laugh. <gasps> Do it. 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 <laughs> oh wow. That is good. <laughs> He did it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You've caught my cat's attention and I'm wearing headphones. <laughs> that was probably blasted out the microphone, so that's probably gonna sound absolutely terrible. It's yeah, fine. Good. good. Let good, them good let luck, them good luck editing Corey. Sorry <laughs> about luck. that. I'm leaving it in. It's it's gonna be full blast. So I'm actually gonna turn it up please, at that point. Please, no, don't don't hurt anybody's ears. I feel bad. Uh, I got to do a Joker for a friend's uh, project called How to Batman, where he would do he would dress as Batman and do these videos on like how to dress for a job interview. And I got to be the Joker in his How to Deal with a Bully episode. This is like 10 years ago, but I'm still very proud of that Joker. Nice. Nice. Batman Um, animated series Joker is my favorite Joker. Yeah. 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 R.I.P. Kevin Conroy. Hmm. Yeah. Mask of the Phantasm is actually my favorite Batman movie. It's an amazing movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's so good. And I've got two solid reasons since we're doing a podcast. I'll just talk about them. One, Bruce Wayne is super fucking sad. Like, but like, like, okay. So I don't, I don't actually like the Dark Knight. And one of the things I don't like about it is that like Batman is like, Harvey Dent will change this town and make it better. And then I can stop being Batman and you can be my girlfriend. And it's really Mm -hmm. dumb. But in like Mask of the Phantasm, he finds this woman that like he loves and like they have this wonderful thing. And like then there's like a scene of him weeping in front of his parents grave, begging them to let him not be Batman anymore. And he says, I never thought I could have been happy. And that's just so important to the character, I think, because he's not he's not like he doesn't do it for fun. He does it because it's compulsive and it's a need. And he's like. You know, he's got the guilt. And the second scene is at the scene where the Joker is fighting the phantasm and the Joker reaches behind him and there's a knife and there's a fish. And then the Joker hits the phantasm with a fish because the Joker is likewise unable to do the thing that would be smart. And in the fight, he has to do what's funniest. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. like it's like there's no he's, he doesn't have a choice. He can't win because there's a funnier option. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Mind blown. <laughs> if you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media, and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Your Bruce talk. My Bruce talk. Um, yeah, well, 
That was fun. We covered a lot of random stuff. <laughs> we did. I mean, we did. I, uh... Yeah. Can, can I suggest... No. Yeah. Because this is going <laughs> to come out in May, right? Because May is literally a week away. Yes. Oh, God. C can we briefly... Well, this... Well, this... This will come out to patrons this Saturday. So, oh, whatever that is. It's April 29th. But it'll I'll, be free for everyone in May. I was going to say, like, if we want... You know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we could just quickly do a round robin of maybe some cool video games that talk about mental health and spread mental health awareness. Yes. Dead Space Remake. Huh. What? Dead Space... Oh, yeah, the trauma. Sorry. Sorry. I Knee-jerk reaction. I just thought of the Necromorphs. I'm like, what are you talking about? Actually, okay, so honestly, the remake does a better job than Dead Space 1 does because Dead Space 1 is all... The original Dead Space was all about scaring the hell out of us, but by the time we get to Dead Space 2, Dead Space 2 is actually a... Um, a what do they call it? A moratorium? I think that's what they call it. On, on grief and trauma because, like, you know, like, spoiler alert... For anyone who's never played the original game and not played the remake, like uh, Isaac Clark goes uh, goes to the Ishimura to find out to to, to like rescue slash find out what's going on with his girlfriend, and she is dead. <laughs> she is dead. But some cool things about the Dead Space remake, more spoilers for you guys, is that is that in the remake, uh, it actually makes sense of those times when Isaac actually does see Nicole, and it actually appears that she's helping him out. Apparently. Apparently, that's Doctor Elizabeth Cross, who was in a relationship with uh, Jacob Temple on the sh on the uh, on the Ishimura. And while Isaac is looking for for Nicole, Elizabeth is looking for Jacob, and Jacob is looking for Elizabeth. So basically, there's that there's that whole thing going on. So w in times when when Isaac is running across uh, running across Nicole in the game, like and she's actually helping him out, that's actually Elizabeth Cross. But his mind is so screwed up from the marker that. He's actually seeing who he wants to see, and that's Nicole. At the same time, Elizabeth is seeing him, Isaac, and thinking that's Jacob. So it all comes around full circle <clears> in the <throat> final chapter and everything, where where something happens, it breaks both him, Isaac, and Elizabeth out of their out of their their dementia, and he realizes they've been helping different people out, and it's and it's and it's wild, and it's because they're trying to wrap their head around the trauma that's been going on with them on you know on the Ishimura. So then. Mm -hmm. Dead Space Two, which I'm pretty sure is going to get a remake. Uh, that whole game, that whole game, basically is talking about. It basically shows Isaac going through the steps of of grief, uh, of grief, denial, uh, acceptance, and finally moving on. And that happens throughout the. I, I want to say Dead Space Two had 14 chapters. I can't remember for sure. Uh, I'm a little foggy on that. I'm just waiting for the remake at this point. I don't feel like I need to go back and play the original game, even though I do love the original game. It's my favorite in this whole series. But there you go. Like Dead Space is basic. Dead Space One and Two. If you put them all together, it's, just, it's basically a moratorium about grief and trauma and you know depression and all that stuff. Because Isaac is definitely a depressed man in Dead Space Two. He does. He. He 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 gets to a point where he stops the necromorph, the next necromorph outbreak in the second game, but he literally just wants to die. <laughs> Brutal. Hmm. I Man, I still don't know. Man, if I, I should do to play it though. I should do a retrospective on Dead Space for my YouTube channel. <clears throat> maybe maybe you should do it. Maybe you should. Maybe you should. Um, I, I guess want to record content. Yeah, you would have to do that. Um. I would uh, shout out. Uh, I know this is kind of <laughs> over 
Uh, Are you about to say Celeste? Over, nope. Overly okay. popular. No, because I figured somebody else would say Celeste at some okay. point. Uh, but Hellblade, uh, the original Hellblade. That's a good yep. one. Yep. That's what I was going to say. So now I got to change oh. my answer. Sorry. No. Uh, I <laughs> I think that game is incredible, especially if you're wearing headphones, uh, which mm-hmm. the game prompts you to do at the very beginning. Um, I've, I really... It really makes you feel for her as she as you play the game, right? And like experiencing that type of uh, psychosis is really scary. And even in a video game where you know you can take your headphones off and walk away and not experience that, like there are people that do experience that and can't take their <laughs> brain out of their head. And, and it's really sad because I'm sure a lot of these kind of mental health cases probably lead to you know, suicide or something like that. I'm, I'm, sh- I would not be shocked to see the statistics on that. Um, but it's a very powerful game. Senua is a very interesting and um, compelling character and story. I really hope Hellblade two, as incredible as that game looks, I hope they, I hope they stick to the core of what made that <clears throat> first game so special and not try to make it something like, there's a lot of rumors that it might be God of War esque or I'm very you know, nervous about it myself and they get away from the mental health thing uh, yeah. and make it their kind of action game, whatever, because Xbox's portfolio needs that. But uh, I really hope they stick with that because that's super important to that character and that story. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I have I have theories about that game, but we'll save it for uh, another podcast because uh i actually think my theory is that all of even the celtic stuff in the first adventure is like all in her head and there's actually like she's in the hospital or a mental institution trying to deal with this and this is how she deals with it is making up these stories uh but i i just hope microsoft sticks or ninja theory doesn't take this microsoft money and say hey let's make a huge action game out of it not that they're bad at that, but this isn't the franchise to do that with, you know? You could do her like Rambo. You're like afraid they'll do her like Rambo, where Rambo First Blood is about a guy dealing with like mm-hmm. the trauma of being a soldier in, in the yeah. Vietnam War. And yeah. then Rambo 2 is like, we need you to go to Vietnam and kill people. And he's like, that's the cure. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Rambo 3 rolls around and he's literally walking around, running around oiled up with like, yeah. yeah. And it's just like this isn't this isn't what this story was about. Right. Uh but yeah, Hellblade is a must play if you it's on PlayStation 4, it's on Xbox, it's on Game Pass, PC. It's even on Switch. That's right, it is. It's in VR it. too. Yeah. Is it? It's, it's Yeah. What? At least on at least on Steam. Wow. So, that would be that experience would be. I wouldn't do it. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Pass. Uh, the only VR game I want to play is this kayaking sim because the graphics ooh. look pretty and peaceful. Good for your mental health, maybe. <laughs> um, well, I'm not going to maybe state the obvious of Celeste, even though that's a great game for those who have not played it. But uh, Jam, you might be familiar with this game. Maybe I'm not sure. It's a little game called Gree. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
Huh. Yeah, just yeah, fantastic. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it addresses yeah. Uh, a young woman go, you know, suffering through all emotions of, you know, losing someone and oh, mm-hmm. the color, the color scheme of mm-hmm. every level and, and what she, I actually like felt the emotion at the core of my chest, really powerful and amazing. Um, so something that I feel like, you know, mental health awareness might want to give Gria yeah. a try. Um, I did not play this game, but it's on my two playlists and it's called Omori. It came out a couple years ago and you play as this boy and, and you swap between like two alternate worlds. One is, is a dream world and one is reality. And the kid is like going through going through some issues and you have to you know, help him get through that. So I kind of have that on my list to play. But those those were two hot, um, hot, uh, that I can think of. Maybe Night in the Woods a little bit. Oh my god! I really love Night in the Woods. It, it's a lot of mm. fun, and it, it's definitely it's a unique game, unique premise. It's I don't know. I just think it low key, you know, deals with relatable struggles that we go through as we grow up and try to adult. <laughs> hmm. The climax of Night in the Woods, where she's going off about like all the problems in this world, are yes. like so huge and most of them have been going on since before we were born and it's like how do i even like comprehend this fucking situation yep mm-hmm. and those dream sequences that you play through gives mm-hmm. um that she has oh gives me the chills so <sighs> love that game we all took both of my answers because i was going to say hellblade uh-huh. which is incredible and and then Greece was my backup answer. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's it is it's it's a really wonderful game, and I guess I'll share. We were at um, just you know since I'm from Devolver, I remember we were at uh, the first time I saw anything about it. We were at TwitchCon, and it was me and Nigel and some of the the um, Dodge Roll was there. I think. Um, the the enter the gungeon guys and a few other people and i remember nigel pulls out his phone and starts showing us greece and he starts showing us the pitch deck and he shows us like the some of the gameplay and just i don't know how many of us i I know i was just emotional from that i was i just i was like oh oh wow oh wow and just all of us were like and i remember there was some there's like yeah we're not sure if we're gonna do it it's like we should do it we should totally do this um what an incredible game um yeah really beautiful yeah i i just appreciate that more modern games are willing to build around mental health themes whether it's Mm -hmm. directly involved or just as an aside Um, because video games have a lot to offer um as a medium as an art so Mm -hmm. to speak um i mean i I'm a millennial and I grew up with the the late 80s, early 90s video games. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Not at all. But the fact that we can evolve and and now incorporate, you know, really deep themes, it's just very powerful and impactful. And there have been video games that got me through some tough times, too. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be a good topic. 
uh, I don't know if we actually did that before. Games that got us through tough times. That'd be a great topic to tackle yeah. on the show one day. That's perfect. <laughs> if I give just like a super quick example, it's a very short game, but I love it. Florence. I think that's Annapurna, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is. Um, Florence is, I love how kind of easy it was, but it really got me through a breakup because, well, kind of had to do mm-hmm. with a budding, loving relationship that unfortunately didn't work out. So you kind of experience the highs and the lows through it. That game is beautiful. I uh, Twilight Princess is that game for me, but we, that's a that's a long story for another day. Uh, I love that game though, Twilight Princess mm-hmm. for the win. I know people don't like it. Do they not? All you people out there, but no. it's okay to be wrong. Twilight, <laughs> Twilight Princess is great. I don't like what's her face, the kind of female love interest, so to speak, or romantic interest. What's her name? What's her face? Not Midna. No. Midna? No. The, 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 the red-haired daughter. girl from the beginning? What? I don't remember it. I remember what? I could turn into a dog, and that was the best part. Yes, that's yeah. the, the part that And mattered. then you could take that dog and put it in Breath of the Wild. Come you on, can guys. what? Are you saying they ought to do? If, if you have the amiibo. Oh, really? You can scan the amiibo into Breath of the Wild, and then you get a dog companion that looks like the wolf. From that's Twilight cool. Princess. That's cool. It's it's amazing. It's the best. So, uh, Ilya, ugh, uh, yuck, Ilya, the most two dimensional flat romantic love interest. But everything else, Twilight Princess, great. She's Fine. she's not really a love interest though. Mm, she's in the that. maybe not for you, but for Steph, mm. <laughs> it was some passion. I think Steph was playing a different game. Hmm. <laughs> uh, man, Twilight Princess, man. What a gem. It's, it's it's one of three games I still have my Wii U hooked up for. Not that I'll go back and play it anytime soon, but <laughs> just in case. Hopefully yeah. we'll get that port eventually. Where are these ports to the Switch? Well, it's not coming out anytime soon now. I know. Wasn't the Majora's Mask port not good? Uh, well, the uh, the Zelda games. That was they, the one on DS, they... right? No, no I'm the, talking for the Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I heard they initially were really glitchy and not wonderful. I mm-hmm. believe they were patched and semi okay now, but mm-hmm. I haven't gone in to revisit that. Yeah. What a man! Nintendo Switch Online expansion pass. Great deal. It's a great deal. Anyways, great topics, guys. Good, good times. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel bad. I, I feel like Ron has only said like five words on this podcast. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. It's no, it's been great though. Like, I mean, th- th- it's great when all the moderation I have to do is just waiting for you guys to stop talking. <laughs> oh, so you're just being lazy mm-hmm. tonight, Ron. I see how it is. Sloth. Sloth. Mm-hmm. Sloth. <laughs> Sloth for the whatever. Thumbnail image, sloth. Look yep. at that. We just came full circle. Bada yep. boom, bada boom. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, by the way, today, for, for, for fans of the uh, of that movie franchise, today was uh, today was Alien Day. So, happy Alien Day. Uh, I know at least two of the people on the podcast with me are big weenies, so I won't even ask them what their favorite Xenomorph movie is. <laughs> 
<laughs> JM, how about how about you? Are you a fan? Are you a fan of the uh, of the Alien movies? Oh yes, yeah. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. So out of the what was was there now seven of them? Two. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you there did there. Two. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, so out of the two, which one is your favorite? No, uh, so I, I personally, Alien is my favorite. Uh, the original, the most interesting, um, and and I like my little like fan. It's not fan theory, but whatever, whatever you want to call it. My little thought experiment is that the alien in the title is actually the company, uh, and mm. not the xenomorph. That the company is actually the alien presence uh, that is the the problem and the the motivating factor for all the bad shit that happens. Uh, I, like, I, did, I like that. It's it's yeah because because you know all the bad things are because of the company. Because of the company, um, you're, you're <clears throat> damn right. And it's also it's 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 this may be getting a little too heavy, but it is um, it is a movie wherein the 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 narrative is based on um men being raped and impregnated against their will yes which is not often seen and uh i think there's value in that type of uh horror being presented yeah uh so yeah i saw the i saw the 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 original alien when i was a kid like you know like she had no business fucking watching that movie right so like it 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 scared me on a primordial level basically but but once i became an adult and realized the themes that were going on like it really fucked with me then because you know the body the body horror was all geared towards men you know you know as far as like you know like the Come on, man! A thing wraps against your face and just basically like like rapes your throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one. That's one right there. And then and then in the span of twenty four to maybe ninety six hours, if you're lucky, like you wind up you wind up giving birth to something else's child. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and trying to fight the thing off of you, it has it has its own wicked ass defense mechanism. So you might as well just let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I too saw Alien as a child, but because my parents are huge sci-fi and horror folks, and I've said this before in previous After Darks, they had no problem me walking in, watching Aliens, Chucky, killer clowns from fucking Mars or space or whatever the fuck. So it, the thing, okay? I saw RoboCop in theaters. Oh, RoboCop. You know what? I did not okay. I didn't. I didn't realize how uncomfortable my parents must have felt because they took me to RoboCop when I was a kid. I, I. I don't. I don't even know how uncomfortable my parents must have felt because that's a violent movie. <laughs> that's a that's a violent movie, and some fucked up shit happens in that movie too. <laughs> yeah. What I think. What I still hold a grudge against my parents is they're okay with me watching Chucky rip people apart, or whatever aliens, clowns, whatever body horror, but. They would not let me watch Meet the Parents because it is PG thirteen and I was twelve. Because of the sexual are. I don't understand. I don't understand. They care more because about the sexual themes. The sexual themes, heaven forbid. Yet if I see heads getting ripped apart or chests bursting, that's totally fine. Violence. Totally natural and normal part of human life. Yeah. America. Unlike sex. Yeah. Violence. Yay. Sex. <laughs> boo. Like what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. America. Yep. 
Yeah, so out of, out, of the, out of the two Alien films, my favorite is the second one. And, and even though the second one was the one that actually gave me night terrors when I was young. Yeah, I was young as fuck when I saw that one, too. Gave me night terrors to the fact that, you know, like, I have an irrational fear of washing my own hair in the shower now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, that's, that's actually got because, rid of all mine. Well, <sighs> well that's actually because of the of the third alien film. You remember when the, the remember, third movie? Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember when the doctor got 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 hemmed up behind the uh, behind the uh, the examination curtain? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, like uh, I I I I thank Ridley Scott, James Cameron, and all the other future directors of all the other alien films for what they've done to me. You know, it, it's it's amazing. Yeah, but just just reminded boys and girls, do not stick your face in something you have no idea what it is because you will get your thrussy raped. Mm. Oof. Oof. On that note, <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for hanging Yikes. out with us tonight for for Boss Rush After Dark. JM, you are wonderful, man. I, we love you here. We love you here. Yeah. Oh, You're thanks. welcome back anytime. <laughs> You're a good sport. Yeah. Ah, oh, shucks. All I'm right. Happy to come back and talk about uh, Hellblade when the Hellblade time comes. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> or what? You could be on that book club game or a book club episode. Book club. Yeah. I'm sure All right, everyone. As as usual, now. as usual, this has been Boss Rush After Dark, the alternative podcast show for the Boss Rush Network, where we talk about all the uh, all the stuff that's not quote-unquote content appropriate for the other anchor parts of the network so there's that if you want to find good wholesome content either you know you've got pal block you've got crossroads you've got uh actually tower casual is not part of it but i will roll it in there tonight anyway uh, uh, and things like that uh for all you for all you new listeners out there check our show notes whether you're listening to us on the podcast side or you're checking us out on youtube you'll find all the information for how to get in contact with us or and also what to do as far as patreon goes uh on behalf of my co-host tonight, I want to say thank you and good night, and we will see you next time from Boss Rush After Dark. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.